0: Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. (music) Philippine shares plummet back to the 7,500 level, not reached since October of last year. Michelle Long tells us why.
1: The local stock market suffered its biggest one-day drop in a little over a month on Monday, closing back at the 7,500 level. For the day, the PSEI shed 170 points, or 2.2%, to close at 7552 the last time the market closed at the 7,500 level was back in October last year.
2: I am seeing a little bit of difficulty into the technicals. The charts have been very, very weak. 7,500 is major support for the index, and we've, we've been holding above this range since uh, uh, I believe January of last year. And uh, given that context, if we do crack this 7,500 zone, um, the next major support after this is something closer to about six nine or six eight.
1: Knowledge Links Wealth Solutions also cites Philippine-specific issues, including the Taal situation, regulatory risks involving utilities, and the GDP release on Thursday.
3: The market has already uh, been conditioned, actually, to look at a uh, full-year GDP that's going to go below uh, the full-year, the lower end of the government's full-year target of six percent. I think the market consensus is around five point eight.
1: In corporate stories, Manila Water, seemingly undaunted by regulatory pressure, confirms it is joining the race for a water supply project to serve parts of Laguna and Quezon. Manila Water Unit Laguna AAA Water Corp. is partnering with Tubig Pilipinas Group to bid for the 20-year, 103-million-peso Lumbo Spring Bulk Water Supply Project. The Ayala Group appears to be facing more trouble ahead. Ayala Land was the day's most heavily sold-down stock, following reports Malakanyang is reviewing its lease contract with the University of the Philippines for the UP Technohub project over the price of that deal. Finally, BDO is raising 5 billion pesos from the issuance of fixed-rate bonds. This is part of the 100 billion peso bond program approved in August 2018. The country's largest lender priced the bonds at 4.408 percent per annum with a tenor of 2.5 years. Michelle Long,
0: abs News. After several delays, the government and the Philippine Stock Exchange have signed the new rules on the issuance of real estate investment trusts. The revised rules, which were only finalized 11 years after the actual REIT law was signed, relax the minimum public ownership of REITs from 40 percent to 33 percent. It also requires whatever fresh capital raised to be reinvested exclusively in the Philippines. The country's biggest business group grateful for this latest development, describing it as a concrete action. Of the current administration to not only improve the local equities market and the real estate sector but also to boost infrastructure development and investor confidence joey bondoc of collier's international meanwhile says the new REIT rules will make the philippines at par with other asian markets he also sees small and medium-sized individual and institutional investors benefiting from it in the long term property stocks however were down in monday trading Call Financial's Juanis Barredo explains this is because of regulatory pressure.
2: We should have seen some, some re, uh, re, positive reaction to some companies that were really uh, signaling some interest in doing this. Uh, hopefully issues like SM Prime and Ayala Land at first. But uh, given that at least one of these companies were, were put under a difficult light today, then I, I, I think that particular bullish rug was pulled off their feet.
0: The Philippines' balance of payments posts a surplus of $7.84 billion for 2019. This is a turnaround from the $2.31 billion peso deficit recorded the previous year. The Philippine Central Bank attributes the surplus to higher net receipts of trade and services personal remittance inflows from overseas Filipinos and sustained net inflows of foreign direct investments and portfolio investments. Meanwhile, the overall BOP position also reached a surplus of $1.57 billion in December 2019. This is lower than the $2.44 billion BOP surplus posted in the same month of last year. Investors continue to flock to the weekly auctions of the Philippine Treasury Bureau with this week's T-bills offering oversubscribed by one and a half times. But the agency only partially awarded its 20 billion peso or over 392 million dollar offering as rates across all tenors continued to rise. National Treasurer Rosalia De Leon says disruptions because of the eruption of Taal volcano, as well as its implications to inflation, have led to the mixed results for this week's auction. Looking ahead, De Leon shared how the agency is gearing up for a euro bond sale as they take advantage of unmet order books during the last round. She adds they are still gauging investor appetite for dollar bonds, but that it remains on their menu of fundraising activities this year. S&P Global Ratings assigns an investment grade score of triple B+ on the Philippine government's planned euro debt issuance. S&P Global says the notes represent direct, general, unconditional, unsecured, and unsubordinated obligations of the country and rank equally with the sovereign other's debt obligations. The Philippines has announced a roadshow for the euro bond offer, appointing Citi, Credit Suisse, Standard Chartered Bank, and UBS as joint lead managers and joint bookrunners to arrange fixed-income investor calls today. A euro-denominated bond offer for the three-year and nine-year tenor may follow depending on market conditions. The planned euro bond is one of the government's fundraising efforts in offshore markets. Local lender BDO believes the Philippine economy likely grew at its fastest pace for the last quarter of 2019 on the back of robust household spending and a rebound in government spending. This is its site's business world's latest poll of economists. The survey showed the country's fourth quarter GDP is likely at 6.4%, while the full-year GDP is at 5.9%. Meanwhile, RCBC believes the Philippine economy grew at 6.6 to 6.7 percent in the last quarter of 2019 and 6 percent for full year 2019. The lender says faster government spending would be a major catalyst for faster Philippine economic growth. The Philippine government's economic managers in December cut its 2019 GDP growth target to 6 percent to 6.5 percent from the previous 6 to 7 percent. President Duterte will ask Congress to expedite the passage of a supplemental budget to address the aftermath of Taal's eruption. Mr. Duterte says there is a pending proposal in the lower house aiming to allot 30 billion pesos or nearly 600,000 dollars for Taal victims. But the chief executive wants the legislative branch to increase that budget to 50 billion pesos or nearly a million dollars to fund the construction of evacuation centers across the country. In Batangas province, classes have been disrupted in many schools which are being used as temporary evacuation centers.
3: Itong pangyayari na ito, hindi naman ito kasali sa budgeting, hindi naman natin akalain puputok. I am urging Congress na sa lahat ng mga prone areas ng disaster, ito hindi naman masyado. Pero ang Batangas, ito maan rin ang Baguio. Magkaroon ng evacuation center na malalaki, lalo na yung probinsya na nakaharap sa Pacific Ocean.
0: The National Economic and Development Authority lowers its assessment of foregone economic income from the Taal eruption, even as alert level 4 remains over the rest of the volcano. Waren de Guzman reports.
4: The National Economic and Development Authority says the eruption of Taal volcano will have a smaller impact on the Philippine economy than their initial assessment. Presenting two scenarios to the media, NEDA estimates total foregone economic income from the eruption at 4.3 billion pesos from agriculture, industry and services activities lost within a 14-kilometer radius of Taal. If that is expanded to 17 kilometers, the foregone income is expected to hit over 6 billion. Last week, NEDA estimated total foregone economic income from the eruption at 7.6 billion pesos.
3: Our assumption then was uh, based on uh, the fear that there will be violent uh, volcanic eruption, and therefore we we included um, uh, we we assumed a longer closure period of establishments. But uh, as we've uh, observed, no. Uh, In Tagaytay, some establishments uh, have uh, started uh, their operations again and uh, we also got a clearer picture on uh, the uh, effects on the um, manufacturing sector and on the um, electricity and water utilities uh, sector.
4: The estimates include the damage to the farm sector, which the Department of Agriculture has pegged at over 3 billion pesos. They do not include damage to public infrastructure and private property. Agriculture Secretary William Dyer, however, says the situation remains fluid and damage estimates could rise. What has started to happen because of uh, dissolved oxygen is now very low in the lake with uh, increasing acidity. It will also, you know, result to fiscal and uh, Sol 4 more or less, there was a little increase in level. So we are starting to see uh, bangos, for example, uh, fiscal in bangos. You can see that happening now anytime soon for tilapia. Basically, a season has been lost. We have to recover, I mean, uh, prepare again. Hopefully, normalcy returns. Uh, Another two to three months, we can go back. Social Economic Planning Secretary Ernesto Pernia says reconstruction efforts, once they start, should provide a boost to the local economy and partly compensate for some of the lost income and damage. He also believes the construction sector, though stretched in terms of manpower and materials due to the build-build-build infrastructure push, will be able to handle the reconstruction of areas hit by the eruption. Some of OFWs are coming home too, so they, they will be adding to the uh, labor pool uh, uh, of the country for not only the build, 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 but also many of these reconstruction of roads, uh, they can be done by lesser skilled uh, workers. Pernia says importation should also help offset any supply issues, and the private sector is ready to participate, including Ramon Del Rosario and the FINMA Group's Mm -hmm. Phil Cement Corporation. When the reconstruction of Taal begins, we will be there to provide not only cement but also roofing material and all other construction materials. Exactly when reconstruction can start is unknown. A violent eruption is still possible as Alert Level 4 remains over Taal Volcano. Warren De Guzman, ABS-CBN News.
0: A crackdown on motorcycle taxis here in the Philippines looms after transport authorities decided to terminate its test run of the service. But as Sherian Torres tells us, Philippine Senators opposed the move.
3: Members of the motorcycle taxi hailing group Ancas trooped to the front gate of the Philippine Senate to appeal to government to allow them to continue serving the riding public. Motorcycle taxi services are now deemed illegal in the country after transport authorities terminated their test run of the service two months earlier than scheduled. Land Transportation Franchising and Regulatory Board Member Antonio Guardiola Jr. says the decision will result in the apprehension of motorcycle taxis starting next week. Legal, yes po. Guardiola explains they arrived at the decision after one of the players filed a case against the Transportation Department over its move of creating a new system that will include motorcycles as another form of public transportation. Senators Where's slammed the decision. Hindi ba ninyo naisip na sa darating na linggo, pang kayo ng mga riders, either pabalik yan Sa pagiging ilegal ng pagpapatakbo at yung ating mga kababayan, wala ng alternatibong masasakyan.
1: Pag binasok yung dokumento, parang napakatindi ng galit ninyo. <laughs>
3: ha? At kung pakikinggan nyo mga
1: resource persons dito, halos lahat, kanina pa nagsasabi, dapat ituloy ito.
3: Other Senators squeezed Gardiola about his group's recommendation to blacklist Angkas as a motorcycle service provider. Walang closure report, subalit so may recommendation na kayo na magbablocklist ng kaisa-isang nag-ooperate. Blacklisting of Angkas and its incorporators. Ibig sabihin, hindi individual riders yan, kundi buong-buo yung kumpanya. Tama po ba? Tama po. Dahil sa pag e, ng mga niyo, guidelines. Yung... Pag-ihiganti wala ho kasi basehan to lahat eh hindi hu tama itong resolution na ginawa niyo ninyo dahil kawawa po ang sa po ang ating mga pasahero Senator Christopher Bongo dropped by at the rally outside the Senate to appease ang CAS Riders Kung pwede uh, bigyan mo na sila ng uh, i-extend I- muna yung uh, yung operations nila uh, yun po ang pinakiusap ko at uh, papaki ko rin po kaya Pangulong uh, Duterte. At sa kanyang pumayag naman po si Sekretary Artogade at uh, si uh, Chairman Delgra. Again, our only issue is the copper operator and if we can resolve that, then there should be no issue on the oh, any court cases or oh, any type of other
4: issues at all.
3: So, <laughs> willing kayo Pedro?
4: Ha? So, so, we are, we are, yes. We will be sitting down with the technical working group um, and uh, hopefully po, tal- maayos po natin yung mga issues.
3: In the end, the committee instructed Gardiola to finish the TWG report, which they will use as a basis in crafting a motorcycle taxi law. Gardiola, meanwhile clarifies the apprehension of motorcycle taxis will still be enforced next week, pending the final decision of the transportation chief. LTFRB Board Member Gardiola has promised to elevate the Senators' request to Transportation Secretary Artugade and he will give the update to the Senators within the week. Sherian Torres, ABS-CBN News.
0: And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.